The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! So what are we drinking today? Well, we're drinking our tried and true gin martini. or The number one drink of the first hundred Yes, podcasts. or the anti-COVID. The anti-COVID juice drink. Juice drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely time for a gin martini. Well... It looks beautiful. It's got a, got a lovely uh, twist in it. Mm. Smells delicious. Ooh. There's a reason why that's the best drink in the world. Ooh. Yeah. Now, did you use orange bitters to make it? I did. Yeah, it's I lovely. Did. And I did because I wanted to fill these because we have these larger glasses. Yeah. The original recipe must have been when we had the smaller martini glasses. Yeah. So I was like on the fly, like, oh, this isn't full enough. Yeah. So I had to quickly put another two shots in the canister. Yeah. And then a little sh- dash of bitters and yeah. then a, just a splash of vermouth. And what happened, too, is this time I added the vermouth they said, but sometimes it becomes... You don't want it vermouth heavy and you don't want mm. it necessarily gin heavy. You mm-hmm. want them to balance... And so one of the techniques is to add a little less vermouth than them what they call for. Uh-huh. And then instead wash the inside of the glass with the vermouth. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. I pour a certain amount of vermouth in the very bottom. I spin the glass and wash the glass with vermouth. Pour the extra into the other glass, wash it, and then you just dump that. That's what we used to do in the bars, just uh, dump it. Yeah. And it just gives you something when you're pouring in the drink, yeah. that flavor. Yeah, well, it's delicious. It's always good, though. It's, it's our favorite. Good. It's it our is. number one drink. Yes. At least for the last one, the top 100 of the first 100 podcasts. And it's still, it still is better than anything we've had. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's still the best drink we've had. I think it's timeless. It is timeless. Well, I, I didn't want to let today's podcast go by oh. without yes. talking about that two years ago, mm, yeah. you put yourself forward to be claimed. Yeah. This is our claiming date. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty important. I mean, I have some dates that I remember with us. It's amazing how I remember those dates. You know, you think about prior relationships mm-hmm. and you think about all the dates. And if they have, I don't want to put too much significance on it, but if, you, if they have significance, you remember them, like your birthday and right. things like that, right? When you, you know. 
Um, but wow, and I don't know about you, but there were times I forgot the actual date of when I was married, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there just were some dates that I forgot. I think one of my significant dates for my past relationship was I remembered when we started going out mm. because there was a big debate about I was really attached should to this we or we? about well no like when we went out and then when we got married and, and the time that passed and those didn't really count and I was like no those fucking count that was yeah. a lot a lot <laughs> of people get divorced in the first 10 years of marriage and we were together um nine years almost before we got married so i was like i paid my dues no effect. and so i had significance on that and if you look in retrospect you look back at it i have to laugh because that was something i was focused on to be right about this relationship that i didn't want to be in it was oh, just such it's such a weird concept to go think back that i remember that date because i had to be right because i didn't want to be there right and so now these dates that i have um, you know, September 18th is a big day for me. That's my claiming. And another big date is October 25th because, because that's when I was in action to get complete. I left home and you invited me to move in. And I, I count that date for me as I'm really 24 seven now. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just, for me, I, I guess I'm putting significance on it, but it just really has a soft spot. It's for me. significant in our relationship, for sure. It, it is, and it, it. I didn't make significance before in past relationships on things that, not that I should, or I'm not worried what other people think, but I didn't have that drive in me to want to make them significant. Well, if you consider the state of bliss that you live in now, yes, you know you're yes. you're emotionally secure you're sexually satisfied you're in love you have you know um partnership and connection and alignment and right and then you think about that didn't begin to occur till you till you got claimed so that claiming date was a stepping point that was the beginning of the journey exactly it was a stepping point into a new life you chose to submit to a sadist yes that took something that, yeah. that took something. But the way you put it to me this morning was really interesting. You said, I didn't choose to submit to a sadist. I chose to submit to you. Yeah. Like, I chose you. I could see you. You could see me. And I had seen you. And so, and that made that worthwhile. However, it still took something oh, for you. Yeah, believe me. Yes. <laughs> Coming from the car up here on that date. <laughs> That took me a long time to get out of the car and make that path up here. Yeah, because you were going to be claimed, which meant you were going to be yeah, marked and I inside and out. And I was deciding that. I was choosing that. Excuse me. Yeah. I was. I knew the gravity of what I was choosing. Yeah. And I wasn't about to come up here and then. Oh, uh, sorry. I just game over. I just. I wasn't really that serious about it. I was I was very serious about finding someone I could partner with in the in this type of dynamic. I did feel see you. I did feel strongly that you were the one for me. I just felt that. I couldn't tell you why, but I felt that. And I knew coming forth like that was extremely important. It wasn't something just frivolous. Well, we had created 
that we were seeking a 24-7 dynamic. We each yeah. were. Yeah. We had shared that. It wasn't like you were getting into something you didn't understand or know. We, we had been talking for several months, like oh, seven yeah. or eight months. Yeah. Before that opportunity came up. And we still didn't engage sexually or even play. Mm-mm. Even until after both of us had spent the summer traveling... Yeah. And even still, we didn't play until you had demanded a divorce. And then for the second for time, the, well, but, but, but actually, <laughs> but actually took action and then and then created separation in your Correct. marriage. And Correct. it wasn't until then. And, and without spending too much time in this, I just want to say that the reason that I that I set that as a condition was because there was something else in the space. And what we wanted to put in the space needed space to, to expand. I agree. And we couldn't have done that if there was still something else in the space. And and although I was forward with you because I was attracted to you and I was attracted to the possibility of the dynamic mm-hmm. and those kind of things, I totally understood what you said and understood when you kind of rebuffed me a few times. But the, the reality was I wasn't put off by that. I no, understood. I wasn't, I wasn't rebuffing you. No, no. I but, was just saying. But you were sticking to your, your gr- staying your ground on the fact that I needed to be well, there getting were two, towards there, there were two. There were two things. And the first thing was that I felt like you needed to at least have completion in the first step of getting divorced. Yep. But separately from that, you, you hadn't experienced a dynamic in reality in the right. past. And I know from my experience how intense and addictive it is Mm -hmm. and i i didn't want you to play with me in a dynamic sort of way like in a kink way and then have it be that you sort of delayed or couldn't get out or or even filter my decision making for my divorce yeah you know like you i thought and i really considered that excellent choice by yourself because I I my the way I interpreted it immediately when you said it was like yep I don't want to cloud the issue if I'm making yeah. a choice to get a divorce I'm making a choice to get a divorce regardless of whether you are part of my life or not exactly like that was that took something for me to make those decisions and really really compartmentalize my thinking and separate myself from the possibility we are creating instead to say, I need to end this that's appropriate. And that is truly my integrity on what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then before I begin something new. Yeah. And I feel completely in my integrity because that's exactly what I did. It was an agreement I had had with my ex to notify one another if we had found someone new or we wanted to change the relationship tone. Let's just say that was the kind of agreement we had over the last 30 years. And although he didn't um, um, honor that agreement, um, I did. And so no matter what, you know, you know, your kids have stories. All these people have stories about what you did. But the reality is I honored exactly what we agreed to as two consenting adults. And then... As soon as I asked for my divorce and I was extremely clear and I separated bedrooms and it was, this was clear. It was happening. I felt like I was moving on that path towards divorce like I wanted to in order to create space to consider the possibility of playing with you and then seeing where that went. Yeah. And the, the fact is that 
the past two years Mm -hmm. that have occurred since you got claimed have been incredible. They've just gone so fast. They've gone so fast. Because we've been so full in our relationship. And they're transformational. Like the transformation that has happened for myself, I can speak for myself, but I recognize your transformation too. Yeah. Like I just flash back to when we, you know, two years ago when you were claiming me and how you were with me and how I interpreted who you were to where I am now is night and day. Mm -hmm. And the growth that we've had and the epiphanies in, within the last, this 2020 actually, yeah. have been incredible to the point where I feel, I have a freedom now in relationship that I've never had before yeah, in too. my whole life. No, I think it's a date worth remembering. Totally. Totally. It's an important date. Yeah, important date for us. Yeah. Not just for you. For oh, it's for us, for, for us. sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. That's why I bought you flowers. <laughs> I'm honoring you with how special this day is for us. And I honor you. And you're going to make me fancy steak tonight. I am. (laughs) So chapter four. Chapter four. So what did you take out of chapter four? I feel enlightened about the progression of their relationship. I mean, he's doing things like... you know, he's a dominant testing things. And so, like, he didn't see her for a week and didn't tell her why. And she never asked because, of course, they're not communicating. <laughs> um, he did inquire, like, how she survived the week, and she kind of was pouty about it, and that pleased him. But at the same time, she made mention that it never happened again. Right. Yeah, She in this chapter... There's a deeper dive into their dynamic. Definitely. The issue that comes up in this chapter is the fact that he's having unprotected sex with her. Yeah. And she's concerned at some level about getting pregnant or getting a disease. Well, she's like concerned about about why she's not overly concerned. That's also true. She's also concerned about why why it doesn't bother her more. And what comes out at the end of the chapter is that she sort of secretly wants to have his baby. She wants to be impregnated by him. Yeah, like she's never taken precautions and she uses the rationale that he wants complete surrender and wouldn't ex- wouldn't accept that from her. However, he did mention when they had the argument on the bed about pregnancy, he told her something silly like, go wash yourself or something like but that. That was before they would have had sex. I know. But but he made mention, like, you why haven't you done anything? Yeah. Like, he nece- wasn't necessarily telling her not to protect herself, but right. he said, like, why haven't you done anything? But all of that plays into the little part, her not taking responsibility. Like, she right. even alludes to not really knowing. She knows how to get pregnant, but she doesn't really know how to prevent from being pregnant. Right. And then at the end, she makes the note that if she were to get pregnant... He might make, let her have the baby, and he might not. And but he would make, yeah, he would make the decision. Yeah, that her body is not her own. Right. Well, she has no choice. agency in this, yeah, exactly. in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so interesting because you see a little bit of Brett come out from her at the beginning, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of a nod to her being a little. Yeah. In there, and yeah. and now they're also in a much more longer term relationship so the dynamic is now taking shape 
with her acknowledging total surrender to the point of she doesn't have agency over her body. Well, yeah, like if he wants something done and she's defiant, he uses his force to have to make it happen. Right. And, you know, holding her down or what have you. And she struggles. But that's what she wants. But she that's wants what she that. wants. Because she also, she also notes that she had another lover in the army who never gave her any pleasure. And, Correct. And they probably wasn't. And she didn't protect herself then either. Right. And so this is an ongoing theme for her. Yeah. And she talks about the way he uses his will, like he holds her down, like you'd hold down a little kid. Also pulls her hair. Right. Pinches her arm. These are all like things. That he does to control her. To control her in that little spectrum. Right. That's what I perceive it as. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this is just a very, it's a chapter that gives you a, a deeper insight. Chapter one, two, and three, you sort of see the formation of a dynamic occurring. Mm -hmm. And some of their sexual character traits come out. And in chapter four, you get that it's a, it's a very dominant, submissive dynamic, mm -hmm. like total power exchange control. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and, and there's the hints of her being a little, and the hints of her being a brat, and the hints of her being a masochist. Like, all of those are there, and it, it really rests on him to explore. Yeah, and you can see his sadistic side yes. all the time. All the time. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's an interesting chapter. We're just getting deeper. It's it's weird how the chapters are chunked because they're just a little bit of information. And then, you know, at first we were like, I'm not sure if we're going to get into this. And then now I'm like, I oh, want okay, what's happening next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these chapters are pretty short. They're all really short. Really short. And so there's a lot. If you think about it, in just a few pages, we've gotten a lot of information about her history, his experience. Mm -hmm their dynamic, her submission, mm -hmm. his sadism, her being a little. Like there's a lot of data impacted into those, those right. pages. Right. Yeah, and, and you do have a sense of, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's been an interesting read, so yeah. I'm glad we're embarking on this. No, it's fun. If you haven't read the book so far and you want to catch up, honestly, these are really short chapters. Oh, you yeah, can you can totally catch up. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. keep we're gonna keep going. So join us. Join us. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! cheers.